When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Out of everyone, who would you not want to be with on a desert island? I'm going George Russell just because I feel like he would not want to get dirty. <laughs> I, 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 I can't, he just always looks perfect. I can't imagine him like... He'd be like, George, come on, mate. It's your time to go collect the coconuts from the trees. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting my hands dirty. No I've broken my nail. back to the Pit Stop Podcast, ladies and gents. It is the 6th of December. We're late once again, but have no fear because the pod is here. Oh, wow, that was good. <laughs> that rhymed. That was really good. Thank you so much. We actually have a good excuse for being late. You probably haven't seen on socials yet as this pod is going out last minute, but we have just announced the next episode is with Felipe Dragovic, F2 champion, which is amazing. Let's fucking go. Yeah, it's really, go. really big guest to have. And he came to the flat. He's amazing. Love the episode. Long story short, he turned up on a Sunday and I thought it was for the Monday, which meant when we were meant to film a pod for Sunday night, we were panicking. Jake tells me, Fab, Felipe's coming Monday. I was like, cool, all right. So we got chill Sunday. I came out of my room in the morning. Jake's like, I may have made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened, Jake? Felipe's coming today. Yeah. So basically, the whole Sunday turned around and yeah, the episode's great. So the next episode is with Felipe Dragovic and then we have another special guest. And we are kind of coming towards the end of year now, to, towards Christmas. Yep, it's my, as I've said before, it's my favourite time of year. <laughs> yeah. we, we've put up the pit stop Christmas tree. Wasn't sure how to decorate it. Um, and then it's almost as if... It hit you. It, it just was, hit you. There was no other way. There was no other way. We've You've probably seen it on our Instagram. We've chucked a load of hats on it. Our Red Bull hat, the Pirelli hat. It's actually nice to look at because it's kind of a roundup of our whole year. It's got our VIP passes on there from like the different races we've been to and stuff. Um, the, the, for me, the pinnacle though. What is on oh. the top of the tree? Mary and Joseph, we have the Sky Sports <laughs> mic muffle on top of our tree. And actually... I, I was fully prepared for us to go down to like Ikea and try and find like something to put on top of our tree, but there's a, you you could never get that anywhere. The Sky Sports is original, mate. And there's a light at the top of the tree inside the muff, so it's when you turn the lights beautiful. on, it fucking lights up. It, it's crazy. It's truly Christmas, let me tell you that, Pit Stop Podcast. But yeah, we said to you in the last episode, we're going to put out some questions so that you guys can ask us some stuff about this year. We've been on some crazy journeys this year, haven't we? We have, we have, and we, we always try and speak about it as much as we can, but there's so many stories that happen which we just forget about, so I don't know, maybe there's something that you guys wanted to hear at home. 
I do think a lot of stuff that we've done this year will make sense. We are in the process of editing together, like all of the behind the scenes and videos and things that we filmed from this year. And you might watch a lot of that and be like, oh, so that's how they did this. That's how they got that. Mm. But Fab has got all of the Instagram questions in front of him. So we thought today's podcast, because it's a little bit late, let's just do a short one. But let's just go through some of the questions that you guys have asked. And well, before, before we get into it, we probably should announce that we're actually, as of today, have started the Pit Stop Discord server. Now, that is exciting. I don't have a clue what that means. Mate, I know nothing about it, but I've, I've seen a few messages on our Instagram with people asking us to do it. And then there was some guy recently who asked about a Pit Stop Discord server and said he would help set us up. So I don't know anything about it. And if there's anyone else listening who hasn't heard of Discord, this isn't a spawn. But pretty much it's going to enable all of say? us. It's not a spawn. But it's not, is it? A spawn. Spawn. What Sponsored it, video. What it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should I that's elaborate? Like, it? No, that's like that's like ling- that's like. Did I use in-house lingo? Industry then? lingo. Uh, on sorry there. for the spawn. industry lingo. Yeah, it's not a sponsored <laughs> piece of content, but it's basically going to allow all of us to be in a group chat. So for those of you that want to just chat with us when the races are on, send funny photos and videos. Well, from what I hear, this is where it all like the, the, the cult do. the cult following happens. Is like in in this Discord server, there's going to be some weird people. It'd be there, so sick if we can just talk to the listeners though. If we yeah. can like put this up. And then people can listen to the pod and then write their review of like what made them laugh or funny bits. That would be so powerful for us to use. Well, the only way that we can talk to them at the moment is just getting you guys to comment on our stories and that and send us in questions and stuff, which is really cool. But if we could actually like reply to you guys in a Discord server. Yeah, people will let us know what they like. Do you guys want like. that? Do they? Do they, do they, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Well, we've done it. The announcement of that, of the link of how to join it, will be on our Instagram, at Pitstop, because you need like a link or something, or you have to join a Discord tag. Or <laughs> no idea. We're going to probably get hacked, okay? I'd probably leak my phone number or something the second we leak this <laughs> Discord probably. <laughs> Something's going to go that. fucking wrong, but we're trying something new. Um, yeah, so... Quick shout out to Aston Martin for giving us Dragovich. Can't wait for that episode to go live on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Just to clear a few things up. In the last episode, I had some messages of people saying that I got one of the things wrong for Fab. Charles Leclerc actually did have more polls last season. And also, someone is trying to have me out telling me that Monaco had more laps last year. But I don't think it did. I think it was meant to have more laps. But because it was raining, didn't Monaco start late and they went for less time? So that I went... The, the answer of the quiz last year, I'm pretty sure, was right. They just You're didn't complete all the laps. You could be right. You but anyway, right. before I dig myself in too much of a hole, take Did it. you know, before we go into this, I found out... Are you giving me a massive stuff fact it's a, it's a It's a fact. Oh, I love a fact. Did you know that F1 used to have grid girls? Yes. Yes, I did. I just never even thought about it. I mean, I w- we've joined at the wrong time, I is what we've learned. I would have seen it on TV when I was younger, but I just completely forgot about him. Liber- Liberty, back- Liberty Media stopped it. Bring back Grid Girls. Bring I back. It, it's a sensible decision. I'd have thought you'd be more into Grid Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, let's get into some of your questions on Instagram. Fave Drunk F1 Experience. This is from Eleanor. Is it Eleanor? That's what your name says. Eleanor2507. Favourite drunk experience? What, from all this year? F1 experience. Um, Mine's... I know mine. Go on. If you have to think about yours. Go on. Mine just has to be the the Wings for Life and F1 Joe Macari, the first event we ever went to. At the Joe Macari showroom. Yeah, I, yeah, that's probably up there, to be fair. Like, it's not the most drunk that we've been, and we've done funnier stuff, but just the fact that we turned up at an F1 event... Didn't know anyone, so we proceeded to get as drunk as possible so that I had the balls to go up and talk to Damon Hill. 
Well, yeah, like I was that. drinking all the drinks off the plates when we were standing around <laughs> talking to everyone. It was absolutely fine. But then I've drunk all these drinks and out of nowhere, I've got to sit down <laughs> and have like a serious conversation with loads of people at the table. And I'm slashed. I remember being sloshed because we were there with Moe. We got a friend at Moe, Antonio, absolute legend. So the table, they supplied drinks for the whole event. So we were just drinking like Moe, Moe, Moe. Because <laughs> they do wine as well. Um, and we were sat there and we were so drunk. I remember sitting at the table and then just turning around and seeing Christian, Mark Webber and David Courtout all behind us on the table behind us. And I was like, this is such a weird experience. My favourite drunk experience is probably Barcelona when we were out at clubbing into Razzmatazz at like half seven in the morning. <laughs> and then we were due to start filming with Ferrari at half eight. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. To be and fair. then you got that taxi, we went back to the room. I had half an hour's sleep. We went out, we got ready, we met up downstairs. We were so wrecked that we filmed that opening clip that Yanni looked at us and was like, and I was so drunk, I was like shaking. <laughs> it was in, because it was like the height of summer in Barcelona. It was like 30 degrees outside at 9am. We've gone out. I've got like a bottle of Coke, a bottle of water, chewing gum. I've got like five different drinks in my hands. <laughs> to make it even worse, my phone was dead. I remember we, we never had them European plugs, did we? And we oh, had separate yeah. rooms. Oh, that was, we've had a few, a few good trips. We definitely make the most of the trips. We, yeah, we do. I mean, uh, if you don't get drunk, what are you doing? We just love a drink. But then we don't really drink on our own or at home. Like We, we, we associate drinking with going out and having a laugh. And like, sociable, isn't it? It's good fun. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to bond with these people. We're trying, to be, we're trying to be friends of everyone in F1. The only way to do that is get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be there shaking like a shithouse. Yeah. Just get to say anything. So. That's the only time I'll actually ever talk to someone as if I'm pissed. <laughs> Screaming we... in Crofty's ear, I love you! <laughs> You're actually worth out. Is there loads of questions there? Mate, there's loads. <laughs> there's thousands of questions here. I, w I don't know how to find a good one. Um, someone just said, why do you like F1? Why do you like F1, Jake? What is it about F1 the drivers, you actually like? The dr uh, that's what I got from Drive Survive. Like, I find it fascinating how much they have to train, how much they have to travel, the pressures of it, the risk of it the business behind it. Yeah. But also I'm such a competitive person that like when I watch the race, I don't really support one person. I just want a good race. Like I love the race. I don't care who wins. I genuinely am always rooting for the guys at the back because yeah. I want them to come through and it'd be like an incredible race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, for me, yeah, I just love F1, the competitive aspect, the risk aspect. Yeah, for sure. And how dangerous it is. And yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, a, it's a great sport. And the more I learn about it, the more I like actually, because then you start to realise all the cool things teams do, like how they can make their cars different and that. And yeah, it's all really interesting. Abby Wells has said, is there anything you wish you did differently? Oh, wow. Good question. That is a you? good question. No, I'm not one of those people that really has any regrets. I, uh, there's obviously been stuff in my life that I've done, which hasn't gone the right way, but. I never look back on anything and think, cool, I wish I could have done it differently. And I think I never had these ex expectations for pit stop in the first year. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I knew that like we had big ideas and like big aspirations and we still do. And we still got so many ideas of where we want to take the pod. But in terms of looking back on our journey, I wouldn't say I I'd do anything differently. No, no, there's like been times we've done stuff which I've thought I don't want to do that. Yes. Like, but then there's... Like, I'll give an example. Um, so one of the first times we went to a race, we were doing a campaign and we started filming with a driver. And um, it was all very, like, we spoke about in the last pod, we don't really like the whole, like, standing with a driver, doing a quick, quick fire. Like, 
how's your day going? Like, how's the race going? And this content luckily never got aired. But I feel like every time we start doing anything like that, anything serious, anything where we've got to be like proper TV presenters is when we lose what we're meant to be there for. It's just funny because it brings me back to what Crofty said when I said, Crofty, you're so skilled. And he was like, I was like, I'm not skilled. We just talk to people on a podcast. But he said, no, you, you guys do have a skill because you have to listen to people and then react to what they're saying. And I like that. Like, if you're doing these quick fire questions, all you're doing is asking them a question and getting an answer. Where I feel like what we do, we it's we're not just asking them a question, we get an answer. We actually want to talk about it and actually mm. hear the story and everything else. So, I like the fact that we don't do, don't do those quick minute, five minute fire questions. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like we've had a few opportunities come up recently, and like we've turned some stuff down because if it's very short, I'll be honest. We learnt with the. Um, Ferrari drivers video didn't we like it was a short podcast everything felt a bit rushed hopefully we get more time with them um but that was like a big learning curve for us we've learned we've we haven't done anything I regret this year but we've done so much that I've been able to learn from to be aware next year I want to do a few things differently which is so good yeah yeah it's been a massive learning curve well we've had to learn quick because we didn't expect any of this to happen yeah it's been really weird for me because I've never ever done anything like this before so I feel like I've learned so much so anyone who's thinking about going to school, don't. <laughs> don't go to school. It's a waste of time. <laughs> I can't say that. No, you can't say that. You have to go to school. Um, there's a really good question here, actually. Uh, someone said, how did you guys get and manage to maintain your connections in the F1 paddock? Go on. Um, I'd love to hear what you, what you say, actually. Right. So... I guess for me, the reason I picked this question was to put it into context. So I've seen comments and I've seen people say, like, these guys must have an amazing agent or PR or management team in order in order for them to get the people that they do or to get in the situations that they're in. So that's what uh, that's what I've seen some people say. Let's get, like, one thing completely straight. Before we entered in this space, we didn't know a single person in F1. We didn't know a single brand. We didn't have a single email. We didn't know anyone at all. We went out to Imola. We're at our first. That's race. a very good thing to say. That we, that we had no, we had no one on the inside before. It's not as if we knew someone. No one, mate. We're at Imola racetrack uh, on general admission tickets. We have literally snuck into the hospitality bit. We're eating. We're not even meant to be eating there. And then out of nowhere, ended up on Sky Sports. We had no idea we were going to be doing that. I was two bottles of wine deep. That happens. Our audience then sees us on Sky Sports. Bear in mind, at this point, we still didn't know anyone. We'd just met Naomi that day. Naomi was like our first person we'd met in the sport that we followed on Instagram and we spoke to. We became friendly with because we met her in Imola. We didn't know. We'd spoken to a few people before, like Lissy McIntosh. I'd spoke to Lissy before we launched the pod and been like, I've got this idea. Like, what do you think? Do you think like new fans would like it? And then what's happened is because we connect and just constantly talk to everyone like when we're in the paddock we're going when we first got into the paddock i remember we were just walking into the motorhomes like being like oh can we use a sim do you remember we'd like walk in and be like oh can we try your esports sim and then someone in there would be like oh i recognize you guys from tiktok we'd meet them and then we'd meet them and then we just follow everyone on instagram (laughs) i think that's a really good point there and it's a really good piece of advice this loops in again with the same question i've also seen comments people saying like these guys don't deserve the opportunities they get there's a lot more content creators and podcasters out there who do the same thing and are better than pit stop who don't get the same opportunities 
And I guess the only bit of advice that I can give there is to say that for me, and I think for you as well, there is nothing better than just meeting people in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Like to f- like if you're if you're just going to stay at home and not kind of actually go out and, and try and meet these people, then you you're not really going to get as far as you could if you actually meet these people in the flesh. Mm-hmm. We we made the opportunity happen to go to Imola, that first ever race, because we contacted the track and the track allowed us to come to the race. We and didn't. We, we, we didn't, paid for all of our own flights and hotel and everything. Yeah, yeah, we didn't go through F1. Like no one in F1 helped us get to that race. We contacted Imola Racetrack, and they they admittedly, yeah, they gave us the tickets to come, general admission. But again, hotels, flights, food, everything was off our own back. And it was we knew we had three days at this race, a weekend, to just network and meet everyone and connect with everyone, let everyone know that like. Yes, I guess we are media, but we're not. Like we just want to be friends. We want to. We just want to meet everyone and be nice. Yeah, what you just said there as well, where people say there's loads of other creators um, that deserve to be working with F1 and getting these opportunities. Like I 100% agree with that comment as well. There is hundreds of amazing creators from around the world that deserve these opportunities, but this space is so new to this. Um, I think there's been a massive gap for something like what we do because it's personal. And this is the first time I feel like any kind of content creators or I don't know what you'd like put it down as because we don't want to be media have been let into that world. And if we can be two people that like make it easier for other creators to work with these teams, like if we can open the door for a lot of these things, like maybe a lot of teams will try something with us. You know what? I'll use today's, for example, we sent something off for approval. It got approved. They come back and they've been like, do you want this driver? Mm-hmm. That straight up happened today. And that's just happened from talking to people, voice noting people. The amount of, honestly, the amount of voice notes, the amount of emails and all of that is in the movie. All of this is behind the scenes. You got to think, I mean, I've sent so many emails over the years. I know you have as well. And like emails are great, but there's nothing like sending a voice note or just meeting someone in the flesh and just and really giving them your personality and just letting them know how much you want something. If you, if you if you drop your guard and and drop like your what's the word called like your ego for a minute and just be completely open with someone and just and just like let them know like you really want to do this you're really trying hard to do this then they'll feel for you and they'll be like let's give you a chance yeah I think yeah that, that's why I just really want everyone to see the end of your footage really yeah. I just want people to see the behind <laughs> the scenes of of how everything's happened I mean. I believe we have been incredibly lucky this year, but then I also know that I have worked harder than I've ever worked in my life. I mean, you've got two guys uploading every single week at well, least that, two podcast episodes. That and segues I saw one onto of them. the next about, question. Yeah, it's about who edits and that, is it? It's about that one. No, it's just someone says, has it been stressful as well as being awesome? Has the journey been stressful? It's been absolutely insane because I wake up every day and refresh my emails, no idea what's going to come in or no idea what people are going to say and excited to upload these. I am so excited to upload an episode with a guest because I'm so excited to see the reaction because I'm aware that it's one of the first times viewers or fans of the sport might have seen this driver in that way, like in a chilled, relaxed environment. And that is so special that we're given the chance to do that. Has it been stressful for you? (sighs) I don't know, man. Like, I just, I'm so overwhelmed with this whole journey that I actually, I don't really get stressed about it because I just know that, like, everything's going to be all good. Like, I know that, like, everything's going to be fine. I don't know what it is. There just seems to be something in the air with what we're doing where, like, 
I don't, maybe because I've like worked like stressful jobs in the past where I just didn't want to be there. I hated it. I knew I had to wake up tomorrow and go mm. back to, if I've had, a, like when I was like laboring or whatever, and I knew that I had a shit day at work and I had to go back at work the next day to that same job, that stresses you out because you're just like, I don't want to be here and I hate it and I'm not earning like any money and I don't enjoy my job. Whereas with this, everything's just been so, how could I be stressed or how could I be unhappy that only stress point. all year the only thing i've me and you have spoke about and we've actually been stressed about and had to really worry about has been money mm. because we've without a doubt not made money this year like we're negative massively like paying for because we've paid for like pretty much everywhere we've been we've had to buy all the equipment there's some questions about it's, that it's cost so much money to like we've made we've lost so much money this year without a doubt and admittedly next year we probably will make it back because things are going well but this year has been a grind man like two to three episodes a week every week me and Fab split the editing, so we get a YouTube video out of that. That's because people always want every episode as a YouTube video. We haven't been doing it because we just haven't had the time. Like, my MacBook, I can't even edit on my Mac at the moment because it's falling apart. One of the buttons has come off. Every time I go on Final Cut, it freezes. I can't <laughs> afford a new Mac. Like, everything has slowed down, and we're trying to produce, like, four or five TikTok videos a day, Instagram reels. Yep. Mate, and come up with the ideas, arrange the guests, reply to the emails... And I'm not saying that like it's hard work because trust me, I know there's a lot harder jobs. We are so fucking lucky to be doing this and it is an absolute dream come true. But it is a grind and we're learning so quick and I'm, I'm loving it. Bro, there's, there's, there are so many questions of people asking like, how did, you get, how did you make a name for yourself in the F1 world? Or how did you, how did you make those connections? So I'm glad we've answered that question because yeah, like I say, it's just about meeting these people. If you want to make a name for yourself in anything, you have to do something that hasn't been done. And... Or I always say, going back to what Fab said about the voice notes, there's such a power in showing someone something. If you want to go for a job at Ferrari, if Ferrari, are, you know, they're looking for a new social media manager or someone to work <coughs> in content or something, don't write a good email. Don't send your LinkedIn. I don't even have a LinkedIn. I don't even know what it's called. Make a bloody document. Make some graphics. I don't know. Go hard, like show them what they would do. Make a one year plan. Think of things you could do. Imagine you've got them drivers. What would you do with them? And really pitch it, sell yourself. I think like we do that quite well, or maybe we just beg everyone for everything. <laughs> Bro, there's a load of questions here of people asking like, what's your most awkward moment or most embarrassing moment you've had this oh, year? Oh <laughs> man, there's been a few. Yeah, I mean, obviously like any time that we get questions wrong on the pod, that's like kind of embarrassing, but. I'm trying to think of any awkward moments. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it is embarrassing when we get something wrong on the pod and then we don't realise. Then it goes live and everyone's like, oh, you got that wrong. But because we've been learning, it doesn't really bother us. And then thousands of people will comment loading shit about it. And we're like, yeah, but you're not aware. We just started watching. I can tell an awkward moment if I don't say who was involved. But an awkward moment was just that there was, like, someone doing an interview. Oh, and me yeah. and Jake were having, like, quite a, I guess it was a rather loud conversation kind of next to them while they're doing an interview <laughs> with Sky. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a big interview that has been on TV now. I've seen it yeah. and I've seen it with someone. And uh, me and Jake were having a loud conversation. And midway through this um, this interview that they were doing, they just turned around and said, like, guys, can basically, can you shut up? Can you be quiet? I'm, I'm doing an interview. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> Actually, the first words that came to my mouth was just, this is bad. Like, I didn't even think of what to say. I just thought, this is bad. We need to leave now. 
I can remember being in Imola in that media tower and we only had media passes, but I can remember walking up to the top floor and like by the end of the day we weren't allowed because it was all policed off. Like the president was up there. But me and you were just walking around that building like we'd owned it. And because everyone had seen us there all day, no one was stopping us. So we could just walk up every floor. There's just been... If, if there's two people in the world that will like sneak up, sneak in anywhere or make something happen... Well, it's not even me, it's just Fab. Like, But also, this is where Fab is unbelievable. Like, You deserve so much credit towards the whole pit stop networking. Because like, we'll walk through the paddock, Silverstone, for example, and I want to keep my head down. Like, I'm very, like, I'm, I still feel, like, so shocked to be there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Damon Hill. And you were like, yes, Damon. And then you <laughs> went over to him and were like, you're right, Damon. And I never would have done that. And mm. by you doing that, he said he listens to the pod. Mm. You did the same with Natalie Pinkham the first time we met her. You went straight up to her. I never would have the balls to do that. But I think next year, like, we'll, we'll both just feel comfortable doing it because we feel like we know everyone now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mate, that's the um, that's the beauty of alcohol, my friend. <laughs> it gives you some Dutch courage. The thing is, I, I can, like, drink quite a lot, but I also get drunk very quickly. So mm. if I have one drink like maybe like a whiskey and coke then i'm good and I'll, I'll like go up and i'll talk to people you give me like another two or three and i'll i can't i, I will stay away from people because i'll just be slurring my words really badly <laughs> really badly um we've got we've got two really good questions here well we've got three good questions i'm going to miss one of them one of the good questions from laura jones lorna jones says if you were stranded on an island with two drivers who would they be and why oh wow yeah off the current grid I guess so. Yeah, okay. let's do it off current grid. I would take off the current grid. <laughs> wow. Um, Fernando Alonso. Okay. Because he's got he's older, so he's got more life experience. So he's stranded also on like, an island with him. He also he strikes me as quite like a ragged guy. He doesn't strike me as like a pussy. Like I reckon if a gorilla come running at me or yeah. something, he'd fucking rip their head off. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If they're like, because we've just been watching Lost. If there was that yeah. po polar bear on the island, like yeah. he would take that shit by the horns and just murder it. And I would also like to get. I'm not sure. Probably Yuki Tsunoda. See, I would pick I would pick Yuki and I'd probably pick Seb. Because again, Seb, bit older, more life experience, probably knows how to like start a fire with two twigs mm. and, a, and a bit of flint. He's not well, he's not on the current grid anymore, which is devastating news. Yeah, I'm still carrying him though. You'd um, have Seb over Alonso or you'd have Seb and Alonso? No, I'd pick Seb because he's very much about the earth and about the and about nature and stuff. And I he I feel like he knows about trees. If you're stranded on an island, he could probably make a boat out of a tree or something. Mm. Or he'd tell you, like, you can't eat that plant, but you can eat this one. Who would be the worst driver on the grid to be stranded with? Have <laughs> you of everyone, who would you not want to be with on a desert island? Fuck, I, that's bad. Um, I'm going George Russell, just because I feel like he would not want to get dirty. <laughs> I, 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 I can't, he just always looks perfect I can't imagine him like it would be like George come on mate it's your time to go collect the coconuts from the trees like I'm not doing it I'm not getting my hands dirty <laughs> no I've broken my nail there's no way I'm doing it uh, anyway you, you said you had three what was the next two um, the other one this is fun I like the way people have been able to ask us stuff the other one is um, how much is your setup cost 
Good so, question. Good question. I don't know to add it all up, but like we finance the cameras, um, so they're being paid back. The cameras are quite a lot because visual is so important, isn't it? The cameras, like the camera and microphones, are pretty much the meat and potatoes of of what we do. So we had to get like really good quality 4K cameras because we want to give you guys the best viewing experience. So like the cameras with the lens, they are probably like three or four thousand pound each. But again, we we're paying it on finance, so we. Between us, we pay like £200 a month. Yeah, and these mics are like 300 aren't they? Yeah, we use like Shure SM7Bs. So like, It's like a little example of what's coming in the movie. When this interface blew up in Alfa Romeo, yep. and the video with the Bottas drivers has a little throughout it, that's because yep. we did it on the interface. We didn't have the money for a new interface, but we had Oscar Piastri like a week later or someone a week later yeah. we didn't even have an interface so we had to borrow that money to buy a new interface and like well we had i think we had like a hundred pound in the tiktok account so we managed to pull out a bit of money that's from right TikTok. we did because tiktok doesn't pay much money but they we pulled a little bit out of there i mean our audio interface is like 300 pound guys like we're not running some massive soundboard or anything like that it's like a 300 pound interface the mics are like 280 quid each we, me and jake have got one we got one for our guest so, but like, we didn't all have these at the beginning. Like we had to borrow a camera for a long time. We filmed Jensen Button on an iPhone. We only had one camera to start with. We filmed yeah, that on an iPhone. I saw a question in there. It was like, what advice would you give to people who want to start a podcast? I think mine and Fab's niche is the fact that we've known each other for ages. So if you can do anything with a friend, like think about it, it's completely different to putting two hosts next to each other who don't know each other because they're just following a script. Whereas me and Fab are just chatting about bullshit that's happened our whole lives and jumping into funny stories and could take the piss out of each other. So I'd give advice to do it with someone you want, but I'd also give advice that you can film it literally on a phone because we did. We yeah. were filming Jensen Button on a phone. You could, there's so many ways to record audio. Um, you don't need loads of fancy gear for podcasts. You know, apps like TikTok give you the ability to blow it up. TikTok's been amazing to us. Our content just has been pushed and pushed. Like, I don't know how or, or what's happened on TikTok, but somehow yeah, all of our TikToks have done amazing. There has been a lot of questions here about money and like how much did you guys spend traveling, like, you know, to go to the races and meet guests. And like, we have literally put every single penny that we've earned through Pit Stop back into Pit Stop. Like, yeah, we're definitely down, man. It's it's been a all the trips that we've gone on, we, we've we always had to pay. I think it's me and you don't care about money. We're down financially, but we're up in like levels of fucking happiness. Bloody yeah. hell, it's like the happiest I've been in my life. The hardest I've ever worked, but the happiest I've ever been. So, so it's true. like amazing. That I don't so care true. about money and slightest. Mate, again, we didn't get paid to go to Vegas. It wasn't a paid trip. We no. wanted, we went because we wanted to go, and we it was I, it was my birthday that weekend, and it was the best birthday I ever had. That's what, we're really living it out. Like <laughs> at, we are living it as fans, guys. Like I know some the stuff we do sometimes can look corporate and i know sometimes it can look branded it has to be sometimes but i promise you that we're just living the fucking fan dream and that is the coolest thing about being able to film it pod it it's been it's been wild man yeah it has been crazy i'm just trying to find some more questions here because a lot of them are the same people just kind of asking like how did we get into it how do we how do we meet people someone's asked like what drivers do we talk to like outside of the paddock I guess the people that come on as guests, we talk to afterwards because we know them closer. We spoke to Nick DeVries at Zanvoort. Z Nick hasn't been on the pod, but we have spoke to him. He's a cool yeah. guy. Before he, that was before he was even announced. Yeah, it was. Wasn't Zanvoort the weekend that he, he raced? It was, wasn't it? Zanvoort, we yes. were there, was the weekend that he stepped in in the, in the Williams. Right? 
wrong. I think you're wrong. Let's quickly jump past that question. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I've gone completely <laughs> blank. No. No, yeah, we speak to a few drivers. Obviously, if someone's come on as a guest, like after that, you maintain a good relationship with them. Um, but a lot of it is like who you know, obviously. Once we met, to be honest, we have to give, going back to an old question, Shy from Alfa Romeo. Um, that was the first ever time we'd been into the paddock and had a three-day paddock pass. And that was all thanks to Alfa Romeo. We spent three days in the paddock as their guests, just meeting everyone. So... That weekend opened up like a hundred thousand doors, and and we're forever thankful for Alfa Romeo and Shy for that weekend. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of what we've able been able to achieve has come from there. This is a good question. Who out of you and Jake is more nervous before meeting a guest for the pod? So, from the times we've spoke about, I think we're both just nervous at different times for different things. That's what I was going to say. Depending on who the who the person is. So, when are you nervous? I get nervous when it's someone we haven't met before. Mm. So wasn't nervous for Crofty because we spent like a, a night with him in Vegas. It was great. So going into it, you know, and the pod was at his house, obviously. So like we were, we're in his house. We hung out for like an hour before we did the pod or whatever. Watched the, the end of the football because there's a football game on. Wasn't nervous for that. Um, wasn't nervous for Dragovic either because... I don't I don't know why. I think when they're a bit younger, it works because they're like around our age. So it's more like three lads just having a chat. I was nervous as fuck for Valtteri and Joe. But that's because you there was slept. There was so much riding on it. Hadn't slept. We needed to try and make it a good episode. I still don't know if it was or not, to be honest with you. I think it was great. I'm always <laughs> way... I'm always really nervous in like the build up to the week before. But then as soon as they're here and as soon as we've done it. And then I'm really nervous straight after that something's gone wrong because there's no one else in the room. There isn't a film crew here. There isn't a sound crew here. Like if the sound on the, all of it goes to shit or the video turns off or something, that's on our head. So the whole way through the pod, if you notice like my eyes on the video ever checking the cameras, yeah. that's because I'm nervous the whole time. I'm thinking, holy shit, I've got a Formula One driver sat in front of me. If these cameras turn off, we've lost the footage. Yeah, I cannot yeah, yeah. lose this footage. Yeah. Because like you mainly focus the audio. Like, I don't know what we're, how this sounds so good or what we do but the video is so important to me i don't want to mess it up someone says what is the one thing that you're most proud of or the moment that stands out the most and i can honestly say the one thing that i'm just most proud of is like the relationships that we've made with people mm -hmm. i've never considered myself to be like a pro like a proper extroverted person i feel like i ride the line between like being an introvert and an extrovert i really enjoy my time on my own and just doing nothing like I'm not like one of those people that needs to go out every weekend and go to the bar and like go to the club and like go fucking crazy. Like I, I love doing it. I enjoy it. I love. But in spurt, in I like bursts, partying. you don't need to do it all the time. I'm not one of those people that needs to do it all the time. So I wouldn't say like I wouldn't even say I'm great at talking to people. To be honest, mate, that's probably why I have a drink. No, you are great. You, yeah, but you don't drink before pods. You are great at talking to people. Well, that's probably what. That's why. That's, that would I say is my proudest moment this year. The fact that I've been able to like talk to all these people in a, in a completely different world to, to what i'm used to i'm i've never been in the f1 world i don't like these people are all high performing people mm. even if they're a driver or not if you work in f1 you are working in a sport which is at like the peak like everyone who does their job has to do it amazingly well so everyone in the f1 paddock is, is an amazing person yeah so the best of the best i'd say yeah i'm most proud of the fact that i can just talk to these people really I can't think of what I'd be most proud of this year. There's moments and there's things which 
I can't quite believe. Uh, being number one in the UK sports charts on Spotify on the same day that the football season comes back was massive for me because I have loved football my life. I'm aware of how big football is. I look at the football podcasts. They're done by ex-footballers, some of the biggest names in the fucking world. And on the launch of football season, how big football is, our podcast was number one in the UK sports charts. And we'd accomplished that within like five, five, six months. Yeah. That's... That is like insane. Yeah. That is that is that is insane. That's where you and me are quite different. I've I've never really just got off on on numbers really. Like numbers just had never really just excited me that much. Like I I'm proud of the fact that we got number one, and I'm proud of the fact that we can like we get good views. We got for like two hundred and forty thousand views mm. on our YouTube video with Callum. Like that's like a quarter of a million views, bro. That's huge. Like that's amazing for, for us. Never thought I'd ever get that on a yeah, YouTube video. Um. But yeah, numbers. I, I'm just proud of the, of the people we met. And, and yeah, I'm I'm definitely proud of the people we met and, and the relationships we built. Yeah, and the fact that I haven't fucked up really that badly in front no, of anyone I'm, I'm yet. I'm glad we haven't fucked up too bad. Like I feel like it's coming. I feel like I'm gonna meet like Stefano Domenicali or like Ross Braun and just well, like, I fucked up throw when we met up Ross Braun. I didn't know who it was. I didn't say who was that. That's yeah, so embarrassing. <laughs> he didn't know that. Which what is about? Funny. Has there been a moment this year? What was the first moment this year where you've like looked at your thought to yourself and been like, shit, pit stops got big. Um, I'll be like shit. Pit stops got bigger than I thought. Probably, been... probably Barcelona. Really? But I'd say Barcelona. What I about it? The fact that because before Barcelona, what we'd only been to Imola. Mm. So was Barcelona our second race? Yeah. No one knew us at Imola. We we had two people that recognised us at Imola. The Irish, the really tall Irish guy and his friends and someone else. But we, no one knew us. And then by the time that we got to Barcelona, that's when Damon said he listened to the pod. Then we met up with Naomi and we hung out. Like we, we all like obviously with Yanni and like a few other people as well. We all went out together. John, like that was really fun. So like that was a bit of validation for me that like someone in the sport like is is actually like fucking with what we do, which was cool. Um, and like there was a few drivers at the club, and I felt like oh we're we're in like a party. Yeah, mine would be Barcelona as well actually, because that's the first time I thought <laughs> holy shit someone rem- remembers because it's the first time we met Ollie Berman, who we are friends with now. And um, we were being introduced by Ferrari by to Ollie Berman. Yeah, we were working with Ferrari. That was, of course, broke Barcelona because that's the first time we worked with a team. Properly. Yeah, and Ollie Berman knew who we were. He was like, "Yeah, I, I know the pod." And I yeah. was like, "Oh my god!" That was a driver tell. That was the first time a driver had said to me anything, and he was like, "I know the pod." I was like, "Let's go." Yeah, and we met um, Natalie Pinkham at Barcelona as well, and she was like, "I've heard about you guys." So yeah, I'd say Barcelona is the first time I realised, like, okay, maybe like we're starting to make an impression a little bit. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, it definitely. Just Barcelona feels like such a long <laughs> time ago. Like I can't really remember half the stuff that's happened this year. I watched back some of them videos we got on our phone, and I forget that's even happened. Yeah, it's nuts. Should we round it off with like one more question? Yeah, give us one more question. Cool. Because I I got to edit some more Dragovic videos. You'll see them going out on TikTok and Pit Stop. Um, that's coming out on Thursday. Get ready for that. It's going to be a good one. I'm glad we did this app today, even though it's a little bit late. It means we definitely haven't missed a pod all year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and most people do pods in seasons. Most people don't do pods all the time, like around the clock, every single week. I'm surprised we haven't run out of stuff to say yet. I'm, I've literally run out now because I'm trying to find a question. <laughs> Is there nothing left? Um, I mean, there's loads. Why don't we come up with a question for each other then without looking? Okay. All right, let me think of one for you. 
Um, okay. My question for you is going to be a bit of, not a, not a prediction, but like a little bit of like, I'd like you to give your opinion. In the next 12 months, what would be like one video or like one person you would love to film with that you would want to do? Is there something like crazy that you think we could achieve in the next 12 months? Yeah. I think the... I think Lewis going to Africa during that August break, I'm pretty sure a lot of that was filmed or all of it was filmed and he's going to release that or he's going to maybe put a video out about it about this amazing trip that he's had going back to, like he said, the motherland and like everything else and him connecting with his roots. And I would love to be a part of something like that with a driver. Mm. I, yeah, I, like, like, for instance, this is not it, but I would love to spend like a week or a couple of weeks in Finland with Valtteri Bottas. And he takes us to like the little house, the little one bedroom house that he's got. Mm -hmm. We go cycling with him. We go... Um, skiing and snowboarding with him he shows us like traditional Finnish things of what they that do and how he likes to spend his time and, and just spend like some time like some good quality time with these drivers and film it all and give the fans a real insight to who these people are off the grid I'd love to do something like that that's what I'd love to do it doesn't have to be with VB obviously I'd love to but it could be with anyone or like go back to China with Val with um with Joe and like see where Joe grew up and like you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, I'd love to do content like that. I think that's just the mission, isn't it? Get closer to the drivers, build relationships. And then more or less, you guys want us to do videos with drivers. We want to do videos with the drivers. The more we grow that relationship, the better the videos with them will be. Because it's the same as how long you've known a friend in real life. Yeah. We see them as friends. So the longer you've known them, it's just going to be amazing. Mm. And that's why the more we get to, the more races we get to, the more people we meet, the better everything gets. Definitely, yeah. What's your question for me? Oh, let me think. Okay, as most people know who listen to the pod know that like we've got so many ideas and plans that we want to do with the with pit stop and just the rest of our lives in general. So, what do you think? What kind of doors do you think have as doing pit stop opened up to you to then further your journey through life and just your career and everything else? Like, what do you think you've gained from doing pit stop, or what you will gain from doing this to then? move you on to a different section of your life eventually in the in the coming years oh i've always wanted to be some form of presenter but then i had absolutely no confidence presenting like out of my own comfort zone before doing this that's why i've still been shitting myself for every interview i've gained like so much experience in the field that i want to be in mm. i have had to sit in front of people where conversation has gone completely cold and I have had to drag it around, turn it around. I've had to feel a vibe. I've had to make people feel comfortable. Mm. I've got emotional at times. I've cried laughing. I've, I feel like I've just learned so much. What I love about this year is I've done everything I've always wanted to do. I've just been on camera. Yeah. I, that's what I wanted to do my whole life and I've done it with some of the coolest people in the world. It's opened up so many doors for me. It's given me a platform to to do what I love to do, but also for us, because we know that we're going to do so much more than just, you know, interview people. For us, it's, it's like hopefully a TV show. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and I, I, I won't stop until we... Me and you are two people that we say something and we make it happen. So I have every intention of this being a TV show. Like, mm. I'm not fucking around with this, you know. 
And, and that might sound crazy to some listeners who are like, they've been going nine months and they're saying they want to be a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, of course we do. I'm, I'm, I manifest everything, like literally everything. And I talk everything into existence like it's happening. Um, but yeah, none of this year would have happened without the people that, that have joined us on this journey. We've got an unbelievable worldwide audience. There's people listening from all over the world, different age groups as well. It's, it's mad. Have the, have the different ages of people listening. Yeah. We're keeping people entertained. We get amazing messages. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've helped people this year. People send us messages. They're like, oh, I was in, I broke my foot and I couldn't go anywhere for three days. I was just at home listening to your pod and stuff like that. And it's like, that's so cool. Mate, I've, we've had messages from people where they've said like, guys, I've had a fucking shit couple of months and I don't even know if I really even want to be on this fucking world anymore. But after listening to you guys laugh on my way to work every morning has just brightened my, my day and my week up and my life up. <laughs> like we've actually had people say that to us. I always say that to you that I'm like, one of my favorite things is the thought of someone 7.30 in the morning going to work, putting their earphones in and just hearing me and you laugh and try and bring people a good mood. Yeah, definitely. I think our podcast is a good vibe. I think it's going to be a good journey. And yeah, this year has just been a great year. Can't wait for you guys to see the movie. Let's wrap this podcast right up. Let's wrap it because, guys, pretty much as this goes live, <clears throat> you're going to be getting uh, an amazing guest episode within a couple of days. So Yeah, Thursday, Dragovic. If our conversation today oh, has yeah. sparked <laughs> any more... We've already announced it's Dragovic, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we have. <laughs> if our conversation today has sparked any more com- questions, then just send a DM to at Pitstop on Instagram. And even though we may not reply, like, because there's, there's quite a lot sometimes, we'll try and talk about some of them over the pod, so... Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to say, just send it in. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Thursday's episode is great. Give this podcast a five star review. Helps us in the charts. Give it a thumbs up. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the follow button. Yeah, YouTube at Pitstop. Go subscribe to that. We hit 40k subs. Pretty follow us cool. on Instagram and TikTok at Pitstop. And it's nearly Christmas, isn't it? It's nearly Christmas. And this thing on this microphone sounds like a jingle bell. Not, yeah. Not really. Just. Not really. Christmas is great, isn't it? What ho, a lovely ho, ho. time. Love Christmas. My favourite time of year. And without further ado, we're signing out. We're signing out. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, See everyone. you guys on Thursday. The Dragovich episode is amazing. Spirit Studios.